Today on the program, we will talk to comedian, critical thinker, and creator of The Proud Atheist, Brian Govatos. Brian joins us today with the goal of teaching us and hopefully you how to have conversations with your loved ones. Later, we will mask shame you. And if you're having trouble picking between Biden and Trump, then you ain't black. Nope. That's meow. This is Emergency <laughs> Meowks It. Episode 157. Today is May 27th, 2020. This is again 10 on 10 in our floating tin can. Far oh, above the world. That's right. I'm Los. Follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. Joining me as always is Brian. Nope, it's David. I could be The Brian. holy Hispanic. We'll get to Brian in a little bit. The holy Hispanic <laughs> Aguilar. Making sure we're streaming live is Brennan the Hard Hat Mitchell. That's right. Well, no, I don't have a we got a lot to get to. We got an interview to come into. Let's just get right to the Brew World Order. Meow. It's the Brew World Order. Let's see. We've got Carbach Southern Wheat. It's a Belgian-style wheat ale. Why do you say it that way? I say it any which way I would like. Join us for the southern heat. You know that feeling when the sun is just beating down on you mm. and all of a sudden a huge fluffy cloud drifts over? Don't just make it, don't just make you want to say, ah, that's Carbox Southern Wheat. Damn right it is. It's a 5.4 ABU, ABV, malts, whatever the malts, whatever. Let's just drink this thing. <clears throat> right away, the snap sounds great. Mmm. Like a, like a juice. How much of your score is com- is relying upon the the sound of it when it opens? Oh, man, about fifty to seventy seven percent. Shit, that's yeah. that's a lot of weight yeah, there. All right, lot. what do you think about it, Mister Brandon the Hardhead? Man, I really like this, um, and I don't normally like wheat beers too that's much. Really you like. just got to be careful with it. I think just sum it up. I'm gonna give it a four point one. Four point one. That's yeah. not bad. No, it's four point like one. It. What? Like that's, that's right. That's right. Oh, okay. I didn't know which which scale you're using. I, I just from tasting it, I'm gonna call this a boozy, a bougie bush. This is like my, something my dad would drink. A bougie bush. Yeah, like my dad would drink this, but like in a like a chalice, thinking it was bush. I'll give this a f- three point seven. Okay, I like this. This is a, as they would say, a pillowy mouth feel. Got nice citrus tones to it, and I'm feeling pretty relaxed, like it says it would. So. Mm. I'm going to give this a solid 4.6. That's right. Very nice. That's the Brew World Order. <laughs> that's a quick one. That was a fast that's one. That's a quick one. See, that's how good this was, that it was that fast. It's the Brew World Good job, Carla. So we got a guest. A you special know, guest. We've got a master communicator on the line. <laughs> Can you pop him up right now? We've got Brian Govatos. There he is. He's a comedian. You're funny. You were definitely making us laugh. Critical thinker and the creator of Proud Atheist. The mm-hmm. Proud Atheist. What is that? Listen, it's an old idea now. It was so cool 10 years ago. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Remember back like this whole new wave of atheism that started a while ago. It's like, oh, I'm watching this Christopher Hitchens video. Did you see how look at him take down this rabbi? And like, that was so cool a while ago. And now it's like, people are over it. Like, believe what you want. Yeah. There's no real evidence. No one really cares either way. It's a matter of faith. And so the proud atheist was created. Like, imagine this was like 1973 and you were gay. Mm -hmm. There was like a reason to be like, I'm, I'm proud to be gay. I'm going to fight for my rights, blah, 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 blah. Now, 
for for a lot of good reasons that you don't have to have that you have a lot of the same rights as everyone else and i think the same has happened with atheism so it was created back when it was like atheists sucked and now atheists are boring so there's really no reason for it i guess what i'm telling you is my idea is no longer that great well that's okay i love that uh they can't hear him coming through there very well oh, okay what right. i was yeah. gonna say i like that just because how you said you know and it just even shows like people like ideas evolve people evolve you know what i mean it's like oh yeah you know you can't keep us or you can't keep especially people who are thinkers you can't keep them boxed in a thought when we're called to think outside the box at all times well and i think when you're dealing with religion religion is as toxic or as radioactive as it gets online and when you're dealing with religious trolls on either side you really learn how to either sink or swim in terms of communicating a message or just giving up because Either, either you're going to get somewhere or you're going to get nowhere, and you have to learn how to identify that early on, whether or not the conversation's and, worth having. And I'll say this, because I'm a, I'm a very strong Christian. I went to seminary, yes. studied to be a pastor, all that kind of stuff. Nerd. Um, yeah, big time. Um, but I, I think on, on what you just said, I think even Christians make it hard, because to walk into a conversation with the idea that you could be wrong is something that they don't teach you. You know what I mean? So even, okay. you know what I mean? So like for me as a Christian, I like to go into conversations, not really knowing anything. Like I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to present your ideas and then we'll go from there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not afraid to be pro- like to be told I'm wrong because in my head, I'm like, all right, I got defenses. I got this and that. So it's more of a, Hey, like let's have a conversation as friends, not as enemies. Yes. And that is actually the, keystone point or the keystone question i wanted to ask i wanted to ask los today and to discuss about about the drama that you uh, invited me to witness about that willingness to be wrong because that's certainly a lot of what i observed or the lack thereof yeah well so let's give a little background to the viewers here we sent him some uh, time-coded uh videos from me and jimmy just going at it at some times and we picked some uh, pretty harsh times you know just to sort of really make an example because that's pretty much was like that every single episode Mm -hmm. um and i watch back at it and i think man we're just we're just not talking to each other right and i saw your video on the modern rogue where you were on there talking how to talk politics with your family and i thought it was really good because i only applied it to jimmy i i didn't um i don't think about that with my family because we don't uh we we vote the same. We have this, our issues are the same. So we, um, I, I tend to agree with them on politics, yeah. but my, as for Jimmy and pretty much everyone that's around me here in Austin, um, I have to, I have to be careful what yeah. I say to people, but yeah, 100%. anyways, that's what that was, he's on here because we showed him these videos and maybe he can shine some light on maybe how we can do it better in the future. You know? Yeah. I would like to, add, what, what would you say? would be the fundamental root of the inability to convey messages back and forth between the two of you? Well, I think it's because he had a, and maybe I did too, but our biases were very strong either way. Maybe it was, we wanted to embellish it for the show, but I like to think a little deeper than that, you know, because he's, he's really like that in real life. And I'm not as like, some people are, yeah, (laughs) but he gets really passionate about these things. And, he, we watched the episode earlier about uh, where he was quitting the show and he, we had him on the phone and he started, you know, kind of tearing up and he kept saying, I just want to do this by, you know, all I want to do on the show, you know, I'm just trying to do it by logic, but you don't care or, you know, I, we, I, we just want to talk stats. 
science. Um, I, I just want to. I'm just trying to talk science as if I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our disconnect. Where maybe there's a more level of grandeur than uh, than yeah. for uh, for each other, both sides perhaps. But I try to. I I don't believe that I'm like that. Well, I think it's quite possible that when you watch those episodes back and it makes you cringe a little bit, you could probably you probably detect that like that's not even that's not even who I am. What is what this is not even the the mirror that I see. I don't like this. And not to make it really weird, but when you talked about the his his uh, his sign off piece, it actually made me reflect on my marriage because that's that's a similar dynamic where it's like you're talking you're talking facts, you're talking data, you're talking statistics of how often I reply this way or that I always say this or that I never do that. And meanwhile, I'm just trying to make the connection about like, you're making me feel like a piece of shit. And when I feel like a piece of shit, I can't perform any of the any of the behaviors you want me to perform correctly. And I know that sounds soft and squishy and nonsense, but if someone feels like an insulted piece of shit. They are just that caged animal in the corner that's lashing out at anything. And reason is gone. No matter how much he wants to say he's using logic and reason and everything, he said to you, yes, you are a dummy. And you said, oh, you think I'm a dummy? He's like, yeah, I think you're a dummy. So when that happens, like that's like a, well, a pull, good pull, pull the e-brake, pull the e-brake. Cause like conversation is now impossible. I, Once I, someone has said, I think you're stupid, yeah. Like bros can say that. We can all say it to me. Like, you fucking idiot. Come on, blah, blah, blah. If you're for, if we're both New Yorkers, we'll be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know you're a fucking piece of shit. I love you. <laughs> That's different. That's different from no, I think you're dumb. So then we we have no we we can't even agree that we're both on the on a level that we can that we have the framework necessary to have a conversation. So if we ain't got that, then maybe it's good that you that that he's no longer a part of this. But and maybe he, I, I hope he can be. I hope he can be in the future, you know. He I know he doesn't actually believe that he he embellishes it for the show. I know Absolutely. he does on that on that. But it's not And far alcohol off. plays a role. Alcohol plays a role. Big we, time. We do drink a little bit. I think he's watching. He may uh he may try to I, I just wanted to say something that in. that I love that you said and this is something that like early on in my relationship with my wife, I made sure that we never use those words was always and never. And I, and I noticed that very early in our relationship. So yeah. She'd be like, well, you never this or, and, and I would be like, I'm like, make sure. Uh, yeah. Be, yeah. Because for me, <laughs> for me, like words are a big deal. Right. For me, words me have a lot of weight. So I'm like, and I would tell her, I'm like, so if you say I always do something, that means I'm always doing it. So if I always do it, then, and she was like, well, no, that's not what I mean. I'm like, okay, so what are you trying to say? And trying to open up the communication to not just, yeah. not just generics, but specifics. You know, it's difficult for someone like you and someone like me to recognize that words are not a big deal to everybody. Exactly. That's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? We're, we're, this is the only thing. But you know what? Every word we use is A, made up, and B, a metaphor for something else. <laughs> yep. We, words mean nothing. This is my phone. What is phone? This is my finger. Dude, what is finger? Appendage? Doing, what is appendage? None of it means anything. Yep. <laughs> so it's just sounds. It's all just about intent. It's all just about intent. Yeah, and I felt... Our arguments mostly um, here, Jimmy. I wanted yeah. to, he he finally chimed in. I just want to chime in randomly. Are y'all talking about me? What did I do now? <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I don't know if he's embellishing, but I love Jimmy. But our idea was to try. To, we knew this coming in that he's left. He he go. Hey, how was Alex Jones treating you or something? Like I'm like I don't watch Alex Jones. You know. I do. But yeah, I know you do. I love him. But I thought it would be a good idea to bring these two sort of points together. I don't feel like I'm like far on the right at all. I'm just sort of center right, libertarian, you know? 
So that is interesting because I noticed um, David's face mask. You, uh, so what? Where? Where do you stand, David, politically? Uh, I'm very right, but I'm very okay. right. But but in the sense, I like I'm I'm conservative in the sense that it's a rational conservatism, right? So like, right. But you would agree that every liberal would say I'm. I'm a. I'm not one of those crazy liberals. I'm a rational liberal. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and by that I mean what I mean by rational is in the sense that I don't mind someone trying to prove me wrong and getting into their worldview, right? So being like, okay, like take me on the bus ride with you. Like, let me try to understand you. Like, even something that you said earlier that I, that I was gonna say was. One thing that I like to do when I'm engaged in a conversation is I don't like to show all my cards. So even if I am very on the right, I'm not going to let you know that. I'm going to try to engage you and see where you're at, you know, see what buttons are there is. And, you know, to me, it's all strategy to get to know people and engage with them and actually break down those barriers. And so those kind of things, like I would say I'm in the center, but people would say I'm like an extreme right just because of the way, okay. especially because I'm a Christian, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of things I'd love to dive into there, but each of them would probably be about three hours. <laughs> but but I, like, like to, to just sidebar one thing I would love to explore. Do you think you've lost yourself in the game? Do you even exist anymore when you have a conversation or is the strategy too forefront? And by the way, I'm projecting because I worry about this about myself. Where mm -hmm. I'm like, I think they're thinking this. I wonder if I can move them three steps to that direction. Then maybe we could talk about, well, now I don't even, I'm not even fucking talking to a person anymore. Mm -hmm. This is now just a, a, a game in which there are multiple pieces at stake and there's a strategy. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's what, for example, my wife wants me to have. She wants me to be thinking of this interaction right now. Well, it, I, I always take it on the sense of what's the purpose of the conversation. So if I'm trying to engage in, in just kind of like, oh, we're having fun or it's a party, sure, whatever, I don't sure. really put much thought in it. But if it is like I know there's an issue going on between my wife and I or a friend and I, like I try to ease the conversation towards the direction where there could be a, an answer of reconciliation rather than trying to tell me like what's wrong and coming out in anger, you know? Okay. So you are not on the same political spectrum as the co-hosts that you're, you're replacing. So that's why I'm curious, like, was this, is the whole format meant to be the stimulation of point and counterpoint and how has that evolved? Well, it's, it's, that's where we're at right now. Um, We've had him on the on the past, and we've talked to Jimmy, and we definitely agree more. Um, at some point, when you do a show this long with him, I mean, we did I think almost a, a hundred episodes with the guy, or, or close to it. You know, anyways, when you do it that many times, where, where are we going from here? So, mm -hmm. and we weren't really gaining all that much viewers. We we started going on uh, yeah. public access, yeah, and that's where we're at now. You know, and. Some, sometimes it has to end, but the the thing I was going to uh, come up with here is that we're both libertarians. I feel well, you're more libertarian than I, or you said you're more conservative. But now I think it's time to move on and, and be and cater to one side at least. Like the commentary that we listen to, the Ben Shapiro's, the the Stephen Crowders and such, you know, and put our own perspective, our own comedy, and you know, enough of the white guys with their own shows. Let's uh, do these, you know, or minority voices yeah. like us. Minority so I think voices. that's where we're at here for now, and I'm all right with it. And I would love to have, to I would love to have Jimmy back on, yeah. but yeah. like you said, you know, you saw that clip, and I know he doesn't think I'm actually dumb, but um, it's it's really hard to f converse when each other side already just knows what the answer is. You're dumb, mm. yeah. And yes. that's where we were kind of at. 
when one side or both sides seem more interested in proving the other side wrong instead of exploring and finding out something new together. And that's that's tough. I feel I do get the impression that there are some egos wrapped up in either side. And you know, a lot of it is just that like there's a lot of straw already on the back and every straw is now the final straw. Every straw now pushes you over because it's like, come on, dude, I've heard this before. You know, I don't think like that. You know, that's not true. What are you doing? Come on. And that, that is what's going on. Yeah. That sucks ass. I hate it. So <laughs> why not that. cater? And you know, we've got some people giving us a call. They're like, dude, we like, we like your show yeah. like this. There's others like, Oh, is this going to be now a Trump suck cock, a suck cock sucking right. contest? You know, like, Oh, come on. So we get, we get it from both sides and we have Rob, our, our hillbilly liberal that just thinks hippie. you're crazy. Former hippie. Yep. Former, Former hippie, hippie. Atheist. Just thinks you're goddamn crazy for, you know, you got to be dumb. And you know what I get a lot from these people is like, you, you know, you're so smart, Los. They're the smart, one of the smartest guys I know. Why would you support yeah. Donald Trump? Now, I didn't always support him, mind you. I mean, four years ago, I was asking my mom, who's a Filipino immigrant, um, why would you vote for him? Because she was. She always votes for Republican. And I, I was like, he's racist, he's sexist. All these things that I heard from, you know, the news at the time I was watching. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what's any evidence of that kind of stuff? And I go, well, he calls brown people Mexicans. Well, he goes, we she are. goes, uh, yeah, well, they are though, right? <laughs> and it's like coming from my mom, who's a very Filipino woman. <laughs> yeah. And so it made me think a little bit. And then the whole Charlottesville thing came about where he said there are fine people on both sides. That was fuel for me. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to watch this video and like sit, get it and put it on the Facebook and show. And then it went on. He said they're very fine people. And then in the same breath, he goes, but not those neo-Nazis. Yeah. They, they should be condemned completely. But I never heard that part. And that's when it started clicking in my head where I wanted to go on. You know, things on the right sounded bit like more appealing to me yeah. and spoke to me. Okay. What do you think right now is uh, the, the a political issue that you really care passionately about? What's 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 the hot button topic right now in your mind? Um, right now, I mean, if we're going to ignore all the the virus stuff and if, as yeah, if that yeah, was done yeah. right now, um, I'd say like the war on drugs. I would yeah. I, I want all drugs to be completely you know legalized from the worst okay. to the best. Mm. So if I take the complete counter position and say, oh my god, you you psychopath, you want people to die, you want minorities to die, yeah. you want children to die, you, you, you want you know, heroin addicts in the street because you don't care about their lives. So what, what do you do with me at that point? If you give a rat's ass about our friendship, you know, what do you do with someone like that who says that back to you? Just they're ready to just pounce on me and call me a, a, a dumbass? Well, no, even way worse than a dumbass. I'm, I'm like saying the worst things, like the I'm racist. Saying you don't, you don't value human life. You want to? I'm taking your libertarian perspective on oh. personal accountability and personal responsibility. I'm basically trying to give you the Rachel Maddow perspective. I'm trying to give you the MSNBC audience. I'm saying <laughs> you don't value human life. All you care about is your own liberties, your own protections, because you're smart enough. But you know what? There are people who don't understand drugs. There are people who get roped in by bad people, and then they're addicted for life. There are people who live a little bit, and you don't care about them. You don't. You want all of them to jump off a cliff. How could you? Ah. I do care about them. But you know what can you do? Uh, you can't you can't change everybody. What can well, you do? Well, and I think I, I think it, it, for me, I, there's always a couple of approaches because I mean, there's times where I like to feed into people's ideas of what I ought to be to piss them off to make them realize I'm really not that person. You yeah, know, so sure. there's there's times I'll provoke it 
So they'll be like, and I'm like, and they're like, come on, man, I know you're not that way. And I'm like, thank you. Like you made that argument for me, you know? Yes. Yes. So if we take this as a, as a ridiculous example, your position, I, I, I talk about this on the modern rogue thing, is the importance of a premise and identifying what is underneath everything we're saying. Yes. So if if your premise is personal accountability, free agency, responsibility is really important to me. And my pretend perspective is protecting human life. Taking care of thy neighbor is what's most important to me. Look at me, I have the heart and you are just a cynic. That's That's where we're starting from. So... I think rather than what what we're both tempted to do, which is to say, no, 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 actually, it's never been proven that uh, that a lo- a tighter laws on drugs have ever had any impact on, on mortality. That's what we want to go to, because that is real. Instead, we need to see if this is reconcilable. If I can mm-hmm. at least come this way in terms of respecting personal accountability, and you can come this way in terms of respecting human life, because you do. And I respect accountability, too. We know that's already there. Otherwise, we'd both, both be genuine psychopaths say, no, if no, we were that extreme. I, I, I respect human life, my I, human life. I was just going to ask, <laughs> something, something that you said that I just love is how we need to learn the other person's language, right? Like, Maybe someone is speaking statistics and I'm speaking emotion and we're on two completely different languages. Yeah. Like you don't care about facts. No. And so, so let me, so let me and talk to you about feelings. I don't even know what a fact is. Exactly. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, cause, cause you're like, well, CNN says this and I'm like, well, Fox says this. You're like, well, then this one said that we're like, but this person said this. And it's like, well, who really is right? But- <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> But and I and I think and I think that's why I I and that and that goes to my point of why I do value like conversation so much. Like even there's times when I have entered in debates where before I go into it, I'm like, can we define terms first? Because I don't want to go into this saying one word that you think is another word, and we're using the same word for two oh, different dude. things. You know what I mean? That's cheap. that's cheap, and that's it. That's that's part of that game that we we're talking about earlier. That it gets us nowhere. I'm. No, it really drives me insane. I I see it all the time, and I I I want to I want to coach politicians I, whenever I see them speaking and, and screwing up a message. Oh, for free! I don't care what party you are. For free, just let me help you. But the the under the not respecting of truth or not understanding what a fact is, uh, I don't know what to do about that because I, I don't know anything about climate change. But I think it's a perfect case in point of, I think I read something by Scott Adams, the Dilbert comic guy, uh, an an op-ed a long time ago where he was like, there's like 18 people on the planet that can understand the data. I'm exaggerating, but you know, like you have such a passionate perspective on climate change and I have such an opposite passionate perspective on climate change. Neither of us can read dick about the science. (laughs) We have no idea what what these geological trends mean. We have no fucking idea. People go to school for 20 years for that. And yet, I, I how how can I possibly claim to have such a passionate perspective on this? Well, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast about it. At least one. So I have a few points I'd, I'm prepared to make. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but it's funny that that's people's like credentials now. Like I've listened to this podcast or I read this blog or, you know, I follow this TikTok or Instagrammer. It's just like, that's not a credential nowadays. So then I think since no one knows anything anymore, <laughs> I think, I think it's really, really worthwhile 
to say, why do you care so much about this? What does it mean to you? Mm. Or more importantly, tell me what you'd need to see or understand in order to change your mind. Because I think that's the biggest swinging dick move you can make is to tell the person right up front, if you can show me a single a fossil of a crocoduck, then I'll accept the theory of evolution. And knowing that I might have one in my pocket, that now you okay. It's true. Well, funny you bring that one up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially with me and, and Jimmy. Jimmy and I, you know, what what can I what can I say to you that's just gonna make you feel yeah. better? And I was gonna say, I think the I other feel better, but like I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, but go for it. What, but to what make you I believe. See? What can I say to you? What imagine in your mind? What is that thing? You know, for me as a as a non-believer in, in faith, I can of course say if I see a miracle, if I see a miracle, I'd be a fucking idiot to be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I could get better. Like if I, if God did come to me in my sleep and I believed it was happening, then how could I deny that? Yeah. Give me a break. So you have to be honest too and tell me what would it take for you to accept that building a wall is a bad idea. What, tell me what you need to hear. And perhaps there's a million things you could say, well, the IRS gets into his taxes and sees that he secretly owes the, the wall building company. Mm. What, like whatever, you could have a whole bunch of things that would make it like, okay, he's a reasonable person. At least we can talk. There yeah. are some things he could agree on. And I think if you can get that out of the way at the front, then you're beginning with the end in mind. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to add was just like one one other thing that I like to like get my mind meant to prepare for. And when I get in conversations, it's like not to be offended. Because I think once you get offended in a conversation, it puts you on defense mode. And like, especially when it is an opposing view, I like I'm already entering thinking you already think I'm the worst piece of shit in the world. So now anything you say to me, I I don't care. Exactly. I'm like, I really don't care. So the more you say this to me, like, like then that gives me the opportunity to love you more and be kind to you. You know what I mean? And now that is going to maybe change your opinion about me and change your view of what I represent, you know? Absolutely. That's, you know, that's try hard. not to offend, but try even harder not to be offended. Exactly. Uh, and, you don't, and you don't have the right. It's like all these people who are confusing store policies with their constitutional rights. by saying like, Costco, you can't. I got my rights. It's like they have their policies. Let them be. Oh, fucking, you, <laughs> you don't have to shop there. Not, not the law. Hey, but where's your mask? God damn it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm social distancing with myself in my in my masturbatorium in here. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of people driving with their masks on with the window up? Yes. Oh, listen. Maybe they have halitosis and they can't stand the smell of their own stink. I don't know. You know, but no, I live I live in Utah. And we don't. No one fucking wears a mask here. No one. That's great. Can I just say there was one time that I forgot to brush my teeth and had to wear a mask to the store, and I was like, Fuck, "Man, you know, like, come on, man." I was watching the uh, the video. Uh, I think it was the Modern Rogue video, and then it had to say, you know, filmed previous before something, you know, yeah. mm. like because they know there's going to be people out there that are going to be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing okay. so close together?" Okay, you ready? So I do work. I do some work for a big a big company whose technology is one that you probably have sitting in front of you or in your mm-hmm. pocket. Okay. I have to develop training material for them for a new product launch that comes out. So I put together a PowerPoint or a training video or something and I get the, I get sent off to for legal review and um, we're sorry. You you can't, we can't send this out. Why not? What's, What's wrong with it? I've been doing this for 10 years. I think I would, it's, it's branded. It's on brand. 
Yeah, but you're the uh, the image of the woman and child on the same couch. We um, don't want to be sending the wrong message. That I'm like, that's a mother and so- what? <clears throat> that's how the Gestapo started, right there. They're like, hey, Judent, and they're all they're encouraging people to fucking. I, I'm not. I'm stealing this from Stephen Crowder, but they're encouraging people to like call if you see someone not social distancing, and they're like, you know, it's like, Judent, <laughs> Gestapo, <laughs> Judent. I mean, it's like building no, that perfect. up. This is perfect because right, I have, I have, I have a very extreme. Fr- I lived in Oregon for uh, several oh. years, oh. and sorry, it cannot. It's a. Uh, you you wouldn't believe the sort that I've all, I've been what I perceived to be like a social liberal my whole life and I was the Glenn Beck of my neighborhood like Damn. that I couldn't I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it but like like trying to explain to my friends that like no boys and girls are different here's my son here's my daughter ready let's give them both <laughs> a a stick oh look she uses it to pet the cat he uses it as an ak-47 he's never seen a gun in his life <laughs> i don't know what to tell you okay there there's my scientific experiment I, they're different okay i lived there for a while and realized just how polarizing things are and then uh with what you just said the uh about which i'm just now forgetting what did you your example was um the judent like uh, yes. Gestapo. So, so i'm hearing that as oh my gosh you think you think that everything is on the hitlerian level mm. and that you're unreasonable <laughs> and you know what i mean like that's what i hear yeah. um and i need to I, I try to coach that that mindset out to be like no what is he actually saying i think the, the underlying premise of that is he's worried about a trajectory that society is going on you can at- i can attack that what why would i spend time attacking your oh yo so you think the nazis oh so you think everything's nazi huh it's hitler 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 to you that's not yeah and I think that's the problem you and your co-host had a lot is you would attack that thing like oh so you think I'm all oh so it's Hitler now like no attack the premise what's underneath what I'm saying yeah yeah so that's that's sort of the issue I have with any any person that talks politics at least to me here and yeah. I try to avoid it as much as possible especially you know it's weird because they sort of look at me and they don't they can't tell what I am they'll they'll uh, most likely assume that I can speak to them about oh yeah Beto is gonna kick Cruz's ass in the yeah. Senate race you know and like you don't know I'm gonna say but I wouldn't say that to anybody unless I knew for sure that they were yep. at least gonna vote for bet I mean uh, for Cruz which go Cruz my man especially with that beard oh if you're the beard my man little vampire looking motherfucker yeah no uh but man when he speaks i'm like this guy it's gonna be president 2024 man that look ted cruz man that's my g right there i was gonna say the n-word but i can't say that on the radio so you know that's my g that's my g you could say that on the radio. You've got you got the hood pass. Uh, you don't have your mustache right that's now. That's my but, nigga, dude. Oh, <laughs> get ready to cut that in. Oh, damn it! They just cut us off of Facebook. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That stream just died. I don't know what happened. Oh man. <laughs> but you know, there would be times where Jimmy and I would find common ground on things, and maybe it's because we give up and we just start agreeing with each other, yeah. just so that this will stop. Yeah, for God's that sake. Sucks too. Yeah. That's not, that's, that sucks though. The electricity goes away. Well, when that cause happens. there's, cause there's fun when you do dialogue and debate and yeah. talk, there's like, there's a lot of fun to that. And that's what, that's my biggest fear about what's going on with like cancel culture and all this stuff. Like, 
you shouldn't be afraid to voice your opinion, even if you're wrong. Like, that's how ideas develop. That's how things create. That's how culture ends up being what it is, is by being able to agree, disagree, and and adapt to those disagreements. You know what I mean? And giving an inch every once in a while 100%. really put forth, puts forth good faith. And a little self-deprecation goes a long way. You know, like whenever I, whenever someone has is passionate about climate science, my opening, my opener is that I, I promise you I will never understand the data. So as long as you accept that, I'll engage with you. <laughs> but all I'm just like, like with Trump, uh, I get in. I don't know where I I don't know. I, I'm a loss. I'm too I am very libertarian leaning. I, I I spent a lot of years in Vegas. I was very influenced by, by like people like Penn Jillette and stuff and Dude, their, their modes of thinking, how, how they process information and stuff. And that is a big deal to me. But my, so my only problem with Trump is the impact that he's having on people. Mm -hmm. He's having on people. I don't, I don't even think I could claim that it's his fault. I'm saying there's been a big net negative on how pe on the on levels of dialogue that I'm able to have with people because everyone's on fucking edge and they pins and needles. Down. Now, who cares if you're the president? That doesn't that's not part of your job description. It's not it's not to be a popularity contest after you're, as you're running things. Nevertheless, all I know is since he's been in office, my ability to have political conversations with people that end up in a way that doesn't have me bleeding from the throat has gone way down. I was going to say one one thing that I've... <laughs> nice that, way to put that. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I told a friend of mine was like, I want Trump to win in 2020, but the only reason I want him to lose is because I'm tired of the yeah. like the, the, the tension in political talk. Like, I, I knew it was there, but it just got so bad. And it's like, I, I want, I'm going to vote for him and I want him to win. But the only reason I don't want him to is because I'm tired of having people shut down when I'm trying to talk to them or if they see or hear something that I posted on social yeah. media. I really like talking to you guys because it's um, it's an open forum. I'm used to being policed by so many guidelines and, and brandings and stuff. So, like, I can't talk this way. But boy, oh, boy, we are fucking pussies. Fucking right. Imagine, a thousand percent. Imagine, imagine the blood, sweat, tears, life, losing kids, losing kids in infancy. What these founding fathers went through to draft the documents, to do it, to, to win the wars, to just create something. And imagine, a I always imagine this time travel machine. I go back and I bring like, hey, Thomas Jefferson, come check out the year 2020. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, oh, you were willing to literally duel over big important disagreements well guess what we can't bring up <laughs> we're not allowed to bring up this about your background this about your education this about your perspective this about how tall you are this is about the color of your skin because if we do that's an attack we and can't even call no, you a man we can't say no. man sir no so where are we nothing. see and, and that's where like even for me like especially studying like Roman culture and Greek culture. And, you know, you, you, you know, one of my greatest rhetoricians, St. Augustine, like to know people who again, love language and use it. That's politics almost, right? It's the waxing of the poetic yeah, language to, to politics. Exactly. Right, right. And so you see that, but, but now, and again, like, I feel like Trump with, with Twitter and memes has proven how language can be manipulated and I think that has made made people say, okay, we have to stop this language now. Man, no. Woman, no. Girl, we got to stop all this because 
you know, and, and now it's pinned people to sides. So what do you guys think about people who are hysterical every day about Trump's minute behavior? Like you say, he called the Nazis good people. He did that. What do you really think? If we, if we really try to be fucking honest and not hold back and be as kind and human as possible, what do you think is going on in that thought process, in that psyche? Well, first we do we do talk about it on this show, and it's called uh, they've just got a it's okay they it's a disease, but it's not their fault. It's it's called TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I mean, we've all heard it, but Jimmy was a prime example. I hope you're still watching Jimmy, but it was a prime example. You, it's like I, I used to you know ever every time I introduce these guys, I'd be like Jimmy, if Trump grew to a beard, he'd shave uh, Preston. Um, Jimmy, if Trump started eating tacos, Preston would stop eating them. It's kind of shit, right? That's the thing. If Trump, anything he says, it, the media does the opposite, like hydro, hydroxychloroquine yeah. as, a, as a recently. And they're like, ah, no, that's bad. But, you know, there's science out right now that's pretty good about it. Well, the way that I am, I, I, I'm understanding, right? Yeah. Like, because of course you're going to think that because that's exactly what the news is telling you to think about them. So I don't hold that against them. I'm like, yeah, of course you're going to think that when that's being pumped in through your ears. Mm -hmm. Like every time I go to the gym in the morning, CNN is on and there's something about Trump. Every time I open Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the new section is always Trump. So I know to avoid certain things or I look at other political views. So I know not to just buy the, the immediacy that I see on the web. And I think other people don't have that. So they read the headlines and they hate Trump. And so it's so weird because my dad is very left and hates Trump. And my grandpa, who is almost 90 years old... And for the last 87 years or whatever was voting Democratic now is saying he's going to vote for Trump after almost 87 years. And because and he's saying, man, the left is crazy and this and that. And so for me, if I meet someone who has Trump derangement sy syndrome, I'm going to accept them because, of course, you believe that. But again, that's why I like I'm supposed to be the bridge. Let me show you that not all Trump people are crazy or even Republicans. And like, let me be the thing that gives you a good taste bud about us, you know? Yes, actually, that's very good. That, and the, yeah, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about my past life of religious conversations all the time. So it's like my whole goal right now, I'm not going to convince you of anything. I don't want to. I just want to let you know that at least yes. one atheist can be a cool bro. Exactly. That's all I, if I can get that much, then we're good. Well, yeah, and, and that's where it goes. Your, you know, just give me an inch. That's all yeah. I'm asking. And Ooh. then next time we can go another inch. Yep. You know, if I, I tell you what, I can only give my girlfriend one inch, so I'm right there. <laughs> I know. I got one I am, inch I'm means right the, the world. The first that thing is admitting it, all right? Yeah. That's what breaks so it. So you're talking about Penn Jillette. I mean, he's one of the great atheists, man. Like, his, his stance on so many things, or it's like, that's what made me think about being a libertarian. Like, the way he thinks is pretty much on par to what, everything that I believe. I mean, the whole bullshit show that he did with, Penn, uh, with Teller... Which is just magical. Which brings me to my question. You know, you're with uh, you're with Shwood, and you're with you're like in Teller, Penn and Teller. Are you a magician by chance? Yes. In fact, I don't know if you could tell, but throughout the throughout this interview, I've been making this whiskey slowly disappear. <laughs> <Man. Hey. laughs> uh, no, not so well. I, in so fact, well. I, I I don't I don't even enjoy it as an art form. Wow. As much as I should. Um, I, I highly respect the the skills, the talent, and the great storytelling. But I still have I, – I still can't get over the fact of, like, most magicians make people feel dumb. Mm -hmm. 
And then that's the end of the situation. There's like an old Seinfeld joke. I forgot what it is. I'm going to butcher it, but it's sort of like, Here, here's a pen. Now it's gone. You're a jackass. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, uh, boom, I, know, boom, I know it's boom. way different now. People take it seriously, especially like pen and their approach is very much, I'm going to show you how we do this. And then I'm still going to confuse you yep. at the end. And you're still going to feel cool. dumb. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but no, I actually actually did a lot. Of, I, I started out doing tech work in Las Vegas when I was uh, about 18 years old, doing like the, the guy the guy coming around to help you network your, your printers and stuff. I was that kid. And I happened to be that um, that uh, the, the business manager for Penn and Teller called to have us start working on like their iTunes libraries were all corrupted and stuff like that. And so uh, a relationship started that way. But Right. He's a he's a he's a fucking intellectual giant. I it's I keep waiting to be disappointed by something that he says or does. But even when I disagree with him, he's, he's someone like that, like with Howard Stern or with with uh, even like Glenn Beck and stuff. I, when I disagree with them, I can clearly see how they got to that, how I got how they got there. And I will say, David, I don't see that with Alex Jones. I see a lot of of what we talked about earlier about just like this is going to make for a great yes. <laughs> make for a great segment here we go but <laughs> that's why i love them but, see, and, see, and, and, and that and see even those little things like i like to be outside of people's box you know what i mean like even like somebody could even be like you're too rational to like alex jones and i could be like dude i love the guy because yeah. i like to be accepting of anyone and all people because that's what i'm called to do as a christian i believe right like i'm called to to be loving and accepting and not judging so even someone like Alex Jones, who I could disagree with a lot and all that kind of stuff, like as long as as I could relate with you and make you feel loved, and and it's all not, about love, and and, and or, yeah, not like the frogs, <laughs> not like, like the frogs, brother. but yeah, but that, and that's just me again, and, and and that's also because I've seen like how Christians have perverted like the culture in in being so like anal and assholes about things, like even something you said earlier about intention. I remember having a discussion with, uh, you know, my seminary with a few pastors and telling them, I would rather have someone tell me, yo, I fucking love you and really wow. mean it than someone say, oh, I love you and hate me in their heart. Right. Like I yeah. care more about the intention. If the word Dude. fuck is going to piss you off, well, then you <laughs> yeah. better get the fuck out of here because yeah. I care more about intention than I do words. Uh, Ayn Rand, the, the, the Atlas Shrugged, and I'm sure I don't need to say who Ayn Rand is to you guys, but Ayn, Ayn Rand was once asked, uh, uh, so does it upset you so, when someone says to you, God bless or, or bless you after you sneeze or something? So is that, do you wish people would stop doing that since you don't believe in God? And, she's, and she said, no, that to, they, are, they are summoning the highest thing they can think of to tell me something positive. Boom. They're, what they believe, they're like, God bless is like the most I can, I'm going to pull from every bank that I can and shove it at you because I don't know anything more powerful than God bless. Exactly. So who, what kind of a fucking dickhead says, no, I don't believe in it. <laughs> it's like it's like when a child comes and brings you a rose they pluck from the garden that's your own garden. Like you don't say, oh, get that away from me. You say, oh, yeah. I'm going to accept about, it. What about when people say, you know, thoughts and prayers after something? Does, that, does that compare? <clears throat> that's rough. That's rough phone for me because yeah, that to me, that to me replaces a lot of time is a fucking replacement for action. Yep. Um, but of course, I don't know. But again, that immediately my blood starts boiling like because thoughts and because it's a cliche now. It's a yeah. cliche. And it goes back to what you're saying with intention. Like, do you really are you really going to go and pray or are you just saying it for the <laughs> yeah, cameras? Honestly. 
seriously, that's yeah. it. You're right. Mm -hmm. You are right. If I believe that when someone tweeted out Don't declare, that they were like, <laughs> shit, I gotta go down. I'm I'm down for 20 dude, minutes. Dude, I gotta. What am can, I? Can who I, am can I, I what tell you something? Am I gonna reference when I do this thoughts and prayers? Then I would have no problem. But I know it's just. I know it's just. I'm sitting on the fucking pot taking a deuce tweeting out thoughts and prayers so, getting so, on to my life. so for a month for a month i got so convicted by saying that this was like maybe four years ago i got so convicted by just saying i'll pray for you to yeah. where to where i made it a thing that when a person would tell me something i would pray for them on the spot and say hey i'll pray for you right now because i felt so convicted about being an asshole and saying ah oh, fuck it you know what they got it you know, God, God, God knows he's got this. I ain't got to say anything. No, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's like, exactly. God, you, you heard them. Like, why do I, but, but you know what I mean? And so even, even that little conviction of like, Hey, don't be an asshole and just say a prayer right now. Like, like, yeah. like live up to your own standard. And, and that's right. kind of the, some, the, like what I push myself to every day is kind of like, you know, I already know that there's a bad taste in people's mouth about Christian. And I already know that I don't look like one. And so for me, it's kind of like, hey, it's, you know, I could sneak in there. And by the time you know that I'm one, you're already going to like me. So you're fucking screwed. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry you know what I mean? So, so, but it's one of those things where I like, you know, again, it comes into play where you have to understand culture. You have to understand things before you jump into it. Like, like I was saying before, you know, if I'm going to get into a conversation with someone who is very emotionally tied to something, I'm not going to come to them with facts because that's going to do nothing. What the hell? Did you see that? Dude, that's the power that's of God. That's a miracle, bro. That's a miracle. I gotta go th I gotta go think and pray. Think and pray. Think and pray. Got Fucking you. acoustic panel that falls on me while I'm talking about God. Don't do this to me. Bro. That's going on the that's going on the real right there. Yeah. Well, Brian Govanas, tell us where we can find you yeah, on the internet. I do I do some coaching stuff every once in a while. Like if 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 you're trying to give a presentation and you know it sucks, if you need to if you need to put together a PowerPoint and you need to give a speech and you're worried and you know it sucks, then you can find me at methodologycoaching.com and uh, I help you guys through that kind of shit all the time. So that's what I do. That's what I'm about. This is awesome. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. I don't know how you're going to have enough tension between you guys because David is such an accommodator. I mean, he can accept a 12 inch dildo, no problem. That's he right. accommodates. Oh, that's, that's, so I don't know you what you're going to do. The team sometimes, man. You ruined you the, the next the episode. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> Wait, is that what you're buying? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Amazon is a little delayed because they're delivering toilet paper well, you know to everybody what? in town. I, I actually stocked up on lube. So. <laughs> all right, now you, you take it too far. Dude. I know. That's not Christian like of you at all. Well, thank you, Brian, so much for joining us, and uh, we hope oh, yeah. to see you in the future, and maybe uh, we will get another co-host one of these days. I don't know. He's permanent right now because I like this libertarian talk. Uh, it caters to a certain thing, and maybe we can start, you know, making a, a, a bigger audience. Yeah. I think yeah. I don't want half let's the audience hating out, me. Let's, let's find out what you guys really do dis disagree on. I bet there's some deep, deep, deep fundamental disagreements that would be fun to explore with people how, who are how so How do you think we can find those? How can like yeah, try that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, hallucinogens, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, bro, I, I know a guy. I don't know. I do need. I, me too. I know a guy. All right. I can send you some sample questions, and we'll find out where you guys really how want about, to kill each other. How about? Would you like to moderate something between us? I, unfortunately, I think you'd be a really good moderator. Like, I, I don't. I think you. Sure. Yes. If we find out something you do very much disagree about, then yes. But man, you are just the type who are going to try to be as influential and, and as charismatic as possible that it's going to be tough to really push your buttons but boy if we can find what those buttons are let's get them I bet they, I bet they'd be good. look I hate, I hate i hate ranch don't fuck with me and ranch i, I don't like I will ranch. murder somebody who puts ranch in my face Ooh, okay. how about this 
How about this? Someone comes at you and said, I think bestiality should be legal. What do you say? What well, what proof do you have? What proof? I gotta I gotta hang up. See, we got him to say it. He's for bestiality. <laughs> I'll be, be like, wait, are you gonna work, are, are you gonna vote for Chank Uger? That, that would be I, my next question. I do not sponsor. I don't know who that is. I don't sponsor. You're like, look, I don't even know how I got on here. <laughs> You're like, this, well, thanks for this. This was supposed to be a Zoom call. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my name Brian Gavados. Good luck spelling it. So yeah, Brian Gavados. Like Govatos is how Go I've been looking at it. Govatos. Well, thank you so much, man. And Cheers, guys. This has been a blast. We'll see you next time. Have Love you, man. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. Deuces. Uh, that's awesome. Let's see. We've that was a great interview. I love friends. I love that you're you 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 were so good at that interview. Uh, I was just sort of sitting back here listening, going, man, that's. It's really good. Like, what the hell? Where did that come from? Man, I'm very big on reconciliation. I think reconciliation is something that we all need. Actually, for the church uh, that I go to, we're doing this thing on racial reconciliation. And they asked me to read a book. And I listened to the first two chapters and I already disagree with it completely. Because there's no biblical grounds in that book for reconciliation. And I feel like reconciliation in the Bible is the purest form. Like... And, and that's what I mean. Like when, like when I engage in conversation with people, like I don't hold anything against you. You could hate me with every being of your, uh, every fiber of your being. And I would not disagree with you and I would not hate you out. And I'll just let you talk and just be like, Hey, you know what? Cool. Like, because obviously there's something there and I just want to get to it. So I, I'm kind of like a miner looking for gold. And once I hit it, then that's when it's like, let's expound. on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, and there's a book uh, by this guy named Ken Sandy. And it's called uh, The Peacemakers. And I read that when I was in seminary. And it talks about counseling and, rec and reconciliation. And, and, there is a, and there is a point in the book where there is, and, you know, he's talking about his experience as a counselor. And there's a point where this Christian man, a Christian woman, he's a Christian counselor. And the wife had cheated on the husband and they were still married. And the husband pretty much told the wife, I'll, I, I'll, I'll stay married to you, but I don't want to be affectionate with you at all. And so he told that to the, you know, Ken Sandy, the counselor, and then Ken Sandy turned and said to him, like, what if God did that to you? What if he said, I'll accept you, but I don't want anything, to, like, don't talk to me. And like, it said that it broke his heart to where he went to his wife and was like, I've sinned against you because I've built a wall. And so reconciling is also admitting we have prejudices, right? So like, one thing I was telling my wife is in racial reconciliation, I've been taught to either elevate So people are the people that are just not worried about so it? Either way, I'm sitting against them because I put you in a pedestal that you can't live up to or I bring you down to like the place of an animal where I hate you. So I just need to say, screw what society tells me. Let me just let you explain to me who you are. And that's the way I kind of take every relationship. Well, it's astute, man. Like uh, you were great. Thank, uh, you, I mean, thank, thank you. Thank you for being part of the show. And I think, you know, we... If the goal of the show is to, you know, have two different points of view going at it, um, trying to find middle ground, I mean, that's that's great and all, right? But yeah. in where we're at right now, and I don't know if I can, I mean, as much as he gave us, like, all this great stuff, and you could probably do really well, uh, emotions run high with some people, yeah. and maybe there's just no way we can overcome that. And just so, we just say... We just say fuck it, right? You know? Yeah, well, and I mean, if we, even with this, like, we have callers who can 
direct the show any way they want to go, right? If you guys want to talk about liberal shit and get us pissed off and talk about that, we'll, we'll get pissed off and talk about it. If you guys want to talk, call us and say how Trump, how Trump awesome or how awesome Trump is, well, fuck it. I'll jump on that bag and with you. But it's like you guys could also govern the show the way you want. Like we got our talking points, but you guys want to call in their shit on your mind. We'll go ahead and talk about it because that's what we're here for. I mean, know? I yeah, I invite people like I should we show them that fake news stuff. And then we're like, please just like show me the other side doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, please. Like and that sounds so middle to me. I mean, doesn't that not sound middle? Doesn't sound like I'm going like it's like, you know what it was. And let's let's go with this. um Oh, there was this video I showed you guys. I, I sent it to you where that, that black kid was uh, beating on the old man, right? Yeah. And I, I you know, my, I told my girlfriend, uh, you know, this, what if, just imagine if this was, the, the roles were reversed. This yep. was a white guy doing that to black ladies. Like, what they would say. And she, and I, she kind of said, hey, that's racist. Don't you think that's a racist th- like thing? And I, I had to argue with her. We got in a big, ar- not, not a huge argument, but an argument mm-hmm. about like, how is that racist to point out something that would that wouldn't be pointed out otherwise? Because we're just trying to show the hypocrisy. And it's like, well, that's like you have taken the word racist and you're making it a mockery by not a mockery. I'm sorry. She may be listening. I'm not trying to say that it made a mockery. And she knows what we argued about. You know, it's when you use it like that, you did the guy it, it, it is racist to is it racist? Let well, me ask you that. Is so, it racist so to point I don't, out I don't believe racism? In racism. I don't believe in racism. I don't think racism is. And you're like thing. Jesse Lee Peterson. So I believe that racism is evil. No, well, I believe that racism is a sin of pride, a sin of partiality, and a sin of fear. I think it's a sin of pride because you think you're better than someone else. It's a sin of partiality because you're going to treat someone according to their skin color or something that they can do for yeah. you. Or not, right? Yeah. And it's a sin of fear because now you fear the person who is in front of you because you don't know them. So you're keeping them at distance. So I think racism is an amalgam of these three things. But the reason that we haven't hit the root of racism is because we're just talking about racism and not the root cause, right? We're not talking about the sin of pride. Why do you think you're better than white or black or Mexican? Why are you afraid of white, black or Mexican, right? Like, how can you humble your like? So I don't believe racism exists. I believe that the sin behind it exists. And until we talk about the sin behind it, then we can actually get to the root. How can you disagree with that? I mean, that sounds so precise and I'll say it again, astute, man. Like, yeah, they're, they're more than just like, oh, there, there's, there, you're racist. Mm-hmm. There's that, that pride. Do you, do you think that that person thinks that they're better? In this instance, that black kid's beating up on maybe thinking. I'm stronger than she is. I'm younger than she is. Of he, course I can. Be, or, yeah, right. Like, it's I not can, make it any worse right? than it was. Like, I can overpower you in some way, shape, or form. What else was he doing? That's what's the second one? Uh, so there is the sin of pride, the pride. sin of fear. Fear. So you're still in fear. That, that I mean, well, he's got. He couldn't talk. He was well, obviously a mutant. Just but it, but again, like, was he robbing him? Was it the fear of I'm gonna go broke? So you I know, need money. You know the story behind what I'm hearing, and I heard it on Tucker. And yes, it was on Fox News, but I love Tucker and just show he's me good, what pro- man. He's, he's been good, good. for he's, really good. he's been on it where he showed that he was put in the same nursing home. This kid was because he was uh, he had coronavirus. Now, oh, you may no. want to fact, fact check this, but they're putting coronavirus patients in nursery homes. Is this in New York? It, I don't know where it was. No, it was in um, like Montana or uh, wow. fuck. What was That's it? Stupid. No, Detroit. It was in Detroit. That's dumb. Yeah, and um, dude, Gavin McKinnon said the funniest fucking joke, dude. So he was watching, the, he was showing the video, and it was really bad, you know? And then he's like, oh, fuck. He calls his dad. 
He's like, hey, dad, I think I found the per- perfect nursery home, uh, nursing home for you. <laughs> it was so like fucking good. Billy Madison. <laughs> and the, the dad was like, oh, really? That sounds really great, son. Because he's uh, Scottish. Oh, shit. You know, and See, we... Ma- but, but that's the thing even with me, like... <clears throat> Like, my wife checks me every now and then, and there's times where I have to correct her. Like, I'll say some racist shit, but it's not racist. It's right? just for fun, it's right? Just, it's right. comedy, right? Well, it's comedy, and that and that's what I have to remind her. Like, she'll be like, babe, this and that. I'm like, you know I'm joking. Like, don't go there. Like, I deal with that every day. Don't let me deal it's with that. It's a white girl, home. right? Yeah, she's yeah, super Yeah, she's white. a white girl. So they, and, she's, and she's They seem to be more concerned me. about racism than any other per, any other race. Well, like, and that's why today, you know, today we're talking about that book and I told her how much I hated it. I thought it was poisonous to the church because I don't think it, Jesus. Yeah, I don't think there's anything good in it. I'm going to continue to read it and look more into it because I want to see what's there. But one thing I told her is what that book is trying to tell white people, you need to, you need to atone for your sins. And I'm like, but th- again, this is a book that's written to Christians. So how can a white brother or sister of mine atone for the sin of racism when Jesus has already paid for that sin on the cross? So I should I, I should treat you, I should forgive you for that sin because that sin was already paid for by Jesus. So if I'm trying to get you to atone for that sin, then you're telling me that there's a sin that Jesus didn't pay for? What? That is, that's not in line with what we believe, so you're wrong. How do you feel about Episcopalians? I think they wore some dope shit. I love the way they dress up. They're uh, in the seminary. Went, yeah, in the, in the seminary I went to, one of the one of the professors was a Episcopalian, and he had like, yeah, I would watch his sermons, and he had like this fucking dope ass robe and all this shit. And I was Wasn't like, the Episcopalian yeah. church responsible for divorce? Uh, it depends which one. There's like the EPC, the EPUSA. There's a, like a lot of weird ones. Is that is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, his was green. Can you show the, is Bro, the screen on? Can you show the- His was green, though. Oh, I knew you have one of those for the fucking show, man. I'll be so litty. Ooh. We could do a segment where we have people call in and, like, like, like let's talk to uh, the, holy the Holy Hispanic. Hispanic. <laughs> like confession time. Yeah. Confession time. Confession with the Holy Hispanic. And, you'll fucking, and then you'll I'll tell, tell them to say, how you got to say five, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> say five, that's right. That's right, that's right. Three Hail Mary, three Hail Mary, Hail Marys. And three, that's right. And you'll be okay. Go on, go my go son. On. All right. So let's get into talking about Joe. Um, you ain't black, Biden. You son of a bitch, you ain't black. Now, we are going to play this real quick. This is what he said on, you've probably heard it. By now, if you're a libertarian or if you're even a Democrat, leftist, or whatever you are, you've heard this by now, right? I hope. Well, let's just, let's just refresh everyone's memory here. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. All right. First of all, that's how you tell a joke right yes. there. Okay. Now people are going to say, now we all know, you know, do you think Republicans are really fucking pissed off? The only Republicans that are pissed off by this are black Republicans. Black Republicans, and there are at least 13 of them, dude. And I've counted. There's at least 13 that have said something. 
that how insensitive is it to say this? And people that people that defended him, mm-hmm. saying this was an obvious you know joke that didn't hit. Who is it? Who is the? What's the uh, joke here? Ayanna Presley was the, was she the one that said that first? The, I don't know. I only heard. It. I didn't see the faces. Yeah, um, it was one of them. It was I an obvious know. attempt at a joke. Yeah, well, I, it, I think he was trying to reiterate that. From I think it's Ayanna Presley, one of one of the from the fucking squad. Can you find that uh, yeah, video? But remember when she was like, you know, if you're if if you know if you're gay, if you're black, and you're not, yeah, you yeah know, that's Ayanna Presley. Yeah. yeah. No, it, she's they, bald. We don't need you. Bald. She's a yeah, bald yeah, chick. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel like he was trying to reiterate that, like trying to say, like, oh yeah, you know, and trying to be cool. But you're an old white guy. You can't say that shit. She looked way better with hair. I'll tell you what. Well, you know, you still wear you still wear like this like really bright lipstick. You know, and you what you do? What you get rid of the hair for? Right? Oh, you know, it's a status symbol, and I blah blah blah. Um, I was oh, going, she's alopecia. I was, oh shit! I'm so fucking sorry. I was going for I was going oh, for the same fuck look. Los. I was going. Ah. For, I was going for the same look on my face. Oh, hello, sir. Holy Hispanic. What yeah. does he have to do to redeem oh, himself? Oh, okay, you got to give me I, three. I, that's right. Well, let me reveal you to you my, my confession. Oh, no. You had a sex dream about her, too. <laughs> With her hair <laughs> that, falling that, out of my <laughs> mouth. And I, like, was kissing her head. And, like, I got a mouthful of hair. And it was... No, that's so fucked up. I shouldn't have called her bald for any reason. That It was a status symbol. She's Wait, got alopecia. Why? She is bald. Yeah, because she's got alopecia, which but, is the hair disease that falls out shit, and that's not funny. But you can still point out the obvious. It's funny, but I'm. It's <laughs> fucked up that I found out the truth why she's bald. I thought she was doing it because, uh, you know, she's that's what that's what woke <laughs> female women that's do. That's what democracy looks <laughs> like. <laughs> oh Jesus, Murphy! No, we're democracy to, doesn't look like alo- What is it? Alopecia? It doesn't look like that. Ayanna Presley, Jesus Murphy. Okay, well, dude, I had a big old patch of hair like fall out of the head of my hair once. And it was weird. It was random. My dad still talks about it. He's like, do you know, do you ever figure out what happened that? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I, I always felt like I was too stressed back then. So I try oh, not to yeah. be that stressed anymore and my hair don't fall out, but now it's just receding back a little bit more. But I, I, I wanted to talk about this and his statement and how obvious that they're, that they still like a rape allegation, you know, fingering allegation. And they're like, you know what? I believe her. I, I, I don't believe, I believe her, but, you know, I'm still voting for him. Yeah. How they're so, uh, what is it? Loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, what other what other synonyms can I use? Loyal. They're they're uh, they're um, loyal. Yeah. <laughs> Loyaler. They're even more loyal than we are. Like just to get rid of orange it's, man. It's almost cultish. This is when we say that's a disease. Yes. We're talking to Brian. It's like, dude. By any means necessary, you know, fucking true and and trustworthy, steadfast, and steadfast, yeah, and patriotic. You know, they're so staunch and nationalistic and steady. There's tried and true, ardent and resolute. It's not like we looked up any synonyms or nothing. You know, they're very devoted. I'll say that much. Um, but uh, why why uh, why are they defending? Well, one thing I was gonna say is that like I guess that's it. Like we're we're not afraid to call out Trump. Well, let's think like the way Brian would 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 do it. Why would they? I need whiskey. Well, there's the whiskey. Why would they defend him, knowing that the doesn't that sound fucked up? Let's look at it. He goes, if you have any trouble voting f- between me and Trump, then you ain't black. Like, what does? Wh- um, I should speak in the mic. What does that mean? What does that really mean? That you ain't black if you don't. Basically, saying if you don't vote for me. Then uh, you ain't black, which is sort of the consensus with a lot of, um, uh, uh, with, uh, with some left. of the people, some of the some of the uh, people on the right. No, no, no. With uh, with Candace Owens would say oh, that yeah, yeah. like they don't need to 
blacks don't need to vote uh, Democrat because yes. I guess historically for a very long time they have, um, at least till uh, before the or after the the Great Deal or whatever mm-hmm. it was, right? Well, it's, and the, the thing New is, Deal. The thing is like. The annoying part about the whole interview was that that Charlemagne talked about that throughout the interview. He was talking about how Diddy said, hey, like our vote, like you're not going to get our vote. You got to work for it. And so Charlemagne was talking about, yeah, you ain't, you can't get our vote that easy. You got to work for it. What are you going to do? Did, to what came first, the Diddy or the Charlemagne? Diddy was first. Okay, so they were kind of reacting on what yeah, Diddy yeah. said. So, okay. so, so Charlemagne Diddy was, did it. Yes, Diddy did it. Right. Charlemagne was telling Biden like, hey, Diddy was saying, you got to earn our vote. We're not just going to give it to you. And that's what you got. You got to work for it. And then so for him to end the interview saying, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. It's that pretty much unwriting. Dude, totally. Everything. Yeah. He's yeah. basically saying like, Puff Daddy's like, man, you know, you got to earn our vote. And he's like, well, if you don't, if you you ain't black, if you don't vote for mm-hmm. me, like, whoa, dude, I'm going to earn shit. That's what he said. But then it's like reactive. Oh, that's obvious joke. Yep. Was it? No. And and the people who believe that it was a gaffe or so oh, what, dude, man, I wish Rob can call dude, us right one, now. One thing that I that I told a friend of mine who was trying to defend him, I was like, "Can you stop? Can calling, you, can can you hold stop? up a second? Can you can you try to reach to him on Facebook? I would love to hear his opinion on this." But yeah. go ahead. But one thing I told a friend of mine was like, "Can you stop calling his racist comments gaffes? They're not gaffes. They're racist comments. If that were Trump, you would say that was racism." Yeah, and because it's Joe Biden. Eh, it's a gaffe. He's well, old, according whatever. to my girlfriend, if you point out somebody else's racism, that's racism. I mean, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I love her. I'm not trying to, but, but we got hey, an argument over that. Hey, I argue and disagree with my wife all the time. And that's a healthy relationship. Okay, it's good. good to, it's good to disagree. You hear that? <laughs> I'm going to argue with you but, more, sweetie. But, but at the end of the day, the man's always right. So there's nothing you can do about man it. Man over a woman, woman Damn over right, child. Let's get a little. I'm not, I don't believe that one fucking bit. He clinked the cup so he believed. <laughs> I don't believe that for one fucking minute. You got it on record, Brandon? Let's yeah, quote him on that. I mean, as much as I believe that like men can like are more dominant, but like let's say you have like a, a mm-hmm. woman that weighs as much as you, mm-hmm. do you think you can take her? Hundred percent easy. <laughs> really? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. How about they line up a hundred of them? How many times easy. will you win that? Every day. Every single without one of them. One hundred. One hundred out of one hundred. Yeah. This is where we have to moderate here, I yeah. guess. With uh, we need Brian Govatos to uh, bring them. Bring them all. Govatos. Govatos. Let's get Govatos. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're trying to reach out to Rob here um, because I'm not. Of course, I'm going to get tired. So I would say 80. At least one a day. Yeah, I'll probably I'll give you. If you can do one every day, could you get through all (sighs) hundred and finish them? You know, I wake up at 4 a.m. every day and go to sleep at 12. You don't think you'd at least lose lose like a few of them? Like, what if they trained like you though? No, really, nobody could train like me. I mean, yeah, physically, okay, a man can for, defeat a woman. Except for Marky Mark. Marky Mark is the only person, and maybe The Rock, that can train. Well, Johnny Depp can get his ass beat by a woman. He can, but he's a bitch. <laughs> he's a bitch. He's jo- yeah, I thought he's he was Jack, Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I get that, like, uh, I guess you could overpower uh, any woman if you wanted to, you know, but, like, I always had this theory that like women were always, they're, they're smarter than guys. I mean, can you agree that women yes, are smarter? Without okay. a doubt. Yeah, okay. My wife murders me on intelligence. She, yeah, my, my girlfriend too, right? And at some point, maybe the women were always smart like this and they knew to like be with one of the guys for their own protection because they weren't doing it on their own. Exactly. Probably, right? Because there's other dudes out there trying to do what they want, but you find one of them you, well, and, and, that and, will protect and, and you. And that's the whole thing. It so doesn't smell that bad. So there's a poem by one of my favorite authors, G.K. Chesterton. He says... It's a little poem. He says, if I set the sun before the moon, if I set the land before the sea, if I set the town before the city, 
if I said the man before the woman, I, I'm sure some fool would say that one is better than the other. Right? Like we're some just, fool yeah. will say that. And and the thing is, he, what he's trying to say is that we live in a foolish society when they try to compare things rather than trying to exalt them, right? There's a beauty in masculinity and there's a beauty in femininity. Why do you have to put them at odds? Right? Let men be men and let women be women. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, if if we're gonna if we're gonna go that way, but <clears throat> yeah, I get the. But then we have arguments with with women. I mean, not all women, but why do, are they trying to be? Do they are they as they're not as equal as men as well, in well, your eyes? Well, if you think about it, no. A they, phone call? No, they are. They are equal. They'll call again. But w- w- when you look at Genesis, Genesis three after the fall the curse on women was childbearing and they were under their husbands. So that was always going to be a tension. There was always going to be a battle. Now I believe that men and women are equal and I believe that men are not better than women at all. Like I do not believe that at all, but I do believe that women ought to submit to men in marriage. But I also feel that the, the husband's call to be a husband ought to be way higher than the wife's call to be a wife. Like that's a the, very like Hispanic thing though, too, you know, like that's oh, like that time. dynamic in the Hispanic yes. community. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like, I got a very independent woman. That's what I like about her. So, I mean, that's what I like. Miss independent. But yeah, there's, but there shouldn't be any, any sort of talk mm-hmm. about like who's better or not. No, like we should, we treat well, it as equal, so, right? So even Do we, we have, have a, Oh, Hey Rob, what's up, man? What up, Rob? Hey, how you doing? Hey. Yeah, I noticed how we're on. I just turned it on. It's that stupid guy drawing really bad drawing. We are. Oh, we should fuck. get canceled sometime soon. Can you turn my headphones up a bit, please? Uh, so, hey, so we had a really good show and a really good interview with a guy named Brian Govatos who was trying to show us how to talk to each other a lot better. And we may be able to find some common ground this time. Uh, Rob, how are you, first of all? Oh, just, you know, day by day. Yeah. Are you, can do. are you going to work or are you staying at home? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm working. Rob, how do you think we can get better in communicating with other people about our disagreement? I don't think it can happen. Why is that? Well, uh, I mean, it's just. When you have a group of people, one side of, of the room is is nothing but con- just crazy-ass conspiracy theories. And then you have another side trying to deal in reality and truth. And then you actually can con 30 35% of this country into uh, believing something that they know not true. We're, that's pretty much probably the end of this country if it doesn't if something doesn't change. What what camp do you fall in? Like where what do you believe in truth or like which one do you fall in? Nowadays to believe in truth is to have empathy. It's to care. It's to give a dang about people and their situation. Uh, I mean that's just fact. That's just fact. <laughs> Neil mean, says so much for that idea. I'll really say it better is if you go look at all the major uh, USA Today, Washington Post, New York Post, on and on and on, and look look at what they've all got on their websites right now. Every damn one of them is 100,000 talking about this insanity that we've been living through under this crazy orange piece of crap. 
Can well, I, can and I, then can you go to Fox News tonight, go to Fox News tonight, and it's all conspiracy theories. And way down at the bottom, there's this little thing that says 100,000 deaths. Hey, I'm just like, there's just like two universes. Well, okay, it's wait a minute. So you want like you want there to be a big giant like I was I had mentioned this on the show how yeah, CNN yeah, always week. has the the like one third of the screen that gives you the death count as if you don't even freaking know already, but it has to be up there all day long. But news wants to give you actual news and then you know throws in okay ten thousand or a hundred thousand. Like you want you want that to be thrown at you all day long. Mm-hmm. I just, now you sound like Donald Trump trying, trying to explain. I can't remember what the situation was. It was during this coronavirus. Hey, Rob. What, where he was just like talking. Rob, what do you what? think about Biden saying that you're not black if you don't vote Democratic? Uh, I've been saying that for years about any gay person, just about any minority person that would vote for a Republican is in fucking Thing. Rob, what you're and basically I don't saying? One black per- person could even vote. Rob, what you're a Nazi, a Ku Klux Klaner, a are white you supremacist? kidding me? Un- okay, no, hold up I'm a second. Hey, Rob, you, I agree with you 100, Rob. You're absolutely right. Yeah, dude, we we couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if you are not a black, you're 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 not Mexican. I'm not Mexican. I'm really white. You're just a fucking white dude. Look, I married a white girl, hey, Rob, and she, she gives me bleach showers every day so I can get whiter. Dude, you Michael Jackson yourself. Bro, I'm getting there. You you shaved your your Mexican mustache. I got that shit off. I'm gonna shave my head soon, then my eyebrows. And then you're gonna get a Nazi tattoo. I've always noticed, though, growing up, even. Because I was working in the government in 1969 for Governor Preston Smith, and I've always noticed that there were always more Hispanics for some reason that would go toward Republicans. And I never even really understood that because growing up, all my friends were Hispanic, and they were all poor as dirt, and they got cheated like hell by the government. But they were my friends. We were poor as dirt, too. But, uh, you know, they were human beings, man. So, so you think voting Democratic is the right way to go and voting Republican is the wrong way to go? Well, I think Republicans are lizard brains. And by that, I don't mean, you know, you're a lizard. You know what I'm talking about, the psychology yeah. that it's dude, fight or if flight. Dude, if you had a more raspier voice, who does that sound like? Alex Jones, baby. Yeah, dude. You sound just like <laughs> Alex Jones. Do you not realize that? Like who? Alex Jones, a, a great Texan. Mm. This oh, heart, the heart and soul. Alex Jones is a heart and soul uh, of Boston, Texas, sir. How dare you? Alex Jones yes. is the greatest American that has ever lived since 1776. I will tell you this right now. If you try to take your guns away, you would do what Stalin did. In 1776, we'll commence again. They're turning the frogs gay. They're turning the people gay. The beer's turning gay. The whiskey's turning gay. I'm tired of it. Thank you, Alex Jones, Jr. Mexican Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I'm sorry. Well, you sound crazy because you Anybody just literally said something he says. Ought to be locked up. They're that crazy. Dude, it's time to take them to the nut house. If we read quotes of Alex Jones, it would say exactly what you just said about reptilian brains. And and and. No, no, no! It is. It's true. It's true. That's in psychology, dude. It's called lizard brain. You're using that. The Republicans haven't had an evolution of their brains or something in their heart or their soul. Yes, dude, That's I know. All I can say about this is it. what uh, this is what Dexter had. Rec- Wait, reptilian Rob, brain. Rob, so you're telling me you believe that there is a soul? It's, uh, it's more of a uh, 
it's just a way for you humans to understand, you know, because you, you, you know I'm an atheist. So then you're saying humans but have there's souls. Some, there's some kind of spark in a human. So then you're saying only humans and have souls? I don't souls? know if you want to call that a soul, you're welcome to. I really wish he was just watching that interview with us, uh, with Brian Govados, man. Yeah, like, good. dude, he... He's making me not want to like, even argue with him. Just like, all right, because he was saying, when we get into these things, you're like, oh, you're just a dumbass, or you, you know, you uh, you must be stupid if you're going to vote for him. It's like, how can? Hey, listen, how can we? I've been dealing with this Republican mindset Dude, for no, here's the thing, exhausting. We'll never be able to find common ground because you think that I'm an idiot, and I don't think that about you. And until you start realizing that there's probably something behind what I'm saying other than what you think it is, like racism or lizard, be brains. Or lizard brains, you've, you, you, we're never going to progress in our conversation, and I want our conversations to keep going, Rob. That's why we asked you to call us, even though we're not even on the air right now. All the time. Yeah, I did. Because we want uh, we want to bridge that divide somehow. Change, dude, I would have to become more evil, and I can't do that. So Brian Gavados was saying, for a Republican to change, they just have to become. He, he was good, saying, right? He was like, good. you got to come out and say what it is, what you want. Uh, say, okay, what you're going to do to make me change is you're basically going to make me evil, mm -hmm. and that's how I'm going to change into Republican. Like, you know, that's not true, right? You don't. There, do you? You don't no, think I'm evil? I'm, I'm, I got a I got a super high IQ. And I've studied human for sixty three years. I've studied human beings. But, I Rob, watch people. Rob, do I you listen? Rob, do and you? All I know is there's something wrong in the Republican brain mindset. Rob, I'm not sure what it is. Rob, do you believe that there is at least one good Republican out there? Yeah, Mitt Romney today. I, I give him credit for that. <laughs> okay, so, so okay, so, so you're saying there's one, at least Switch one good, back and change. right? So there, you, you're saying there's well, at a least a couple times. Even though I think John McCain was fat, shit, crazy, I, a couple times he impressed me during his lifetime. Okay, so where he would actually cast off party orthodoxy and go do the right thing, like with Obamacare. So you're saying that, there, that you're, so you're saying that there is at least one good Republican out there, right? So don't you think there could be yeah, more than one? Don't, right? Don't you think there could be more than one? And if there could be more than one, don't you think there could be a party? And if there could be a party, don't you think that could affect the president? Like No, yeah. you know what, dude? Because because they're they're cowering cowards. But what they're if but what if they're not? Trump. What if they're not? No, they are. <laughs> Mitt Romney's not because he knows his he can't get he won't get primaried in Utah. Or, That's or, a rock dead Mormon. Well, he's or, got enough wives. That's all right. Or, or are you saying that Rim not, Mitt Romney is not one of the bad ones because he kind of is going against the Republican Party a bit? Like he's he's already gotten in trouble by talking back to Trump a couple times, and I, I respect him for it because that's what I, I mean. Republicans used to be about this, 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 this. And then Trump comes along and changes all. Now the Republicans are on the total opposite side of the issue. What we need like, is have Brian moderate these conversations. You see big Republicans on TV, old school Republicans, man, that work for George W. Bush and stuff, who oh, I also dislike immensely. But, uh, hey, Rob. They're totally against Trump. They see it. He's destroyed their party. Yeah, you're right. There is right. no ideology you, of the you may be right. party anymore. Hey, Rob, um, when did the party switch? Uh, what year was that? Or no, just tell me when they switch about what time they switch, what president made the, the party switch from Democrat to Republican. I'm just writing a report. I just need to figure that out real quick. I'm sorry. Now, what did you say? When You know the party switched, right? So, like, 
Abraham Lincoln freed the no, slaves. No, not but all the parties, Rich. Some of the members, because the Democrats were, to, were, were tolerating the Southern. That was in the 60s. It was in the 60s, uh, so uh, around JFK is when it switched around. So is that right? Uh. Yeah, but that was only in the places where the, you got the lunatic South. It was something because their grandfathers were Democrats. I mean, yeah, Democrats. And, you know, it was all just more of a weird thing back then. And then when they realized that, that the Republicans were the racists, well, those Democrats got out and went to the Republican Party because they were racist, too. Good riddance to bad rubbish. But but we know that the Democrat Party has more racism in them, right? At least no. back then? No. There was never a time where no. Democrats were racist at all? Well, in the 60s, there were a few, but they went to be Republicans because that had become the racist party. It did. It's, uh, the okay. Democrats weren't tolerating it anymore. Okay, okay. I just I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Uh, so are you going out to the grocery store at all and wearing your mask? I know you have to go to the grocery store because yeah, you're a cook. Yeah, I wear my mask. I went to ATV today. Good. I wore my mask. Great. I got some paste from Walmart. I wore my mask. I went to the bank. I wore my mask. I got gas. I wore my mask. Are you wearing it while you're driving? Uh, no, I pull it down when I'm driving because I'm, it's to protect that mask. is to protect other people from us. Good. Well, you that's know, good. To, that's to good to hear that. Somebody. What do you think of people? Would you shame somebody like it's? You go to H. You said you went to H. E. B. And what if you saw somebody not wearing their mask when everyone else is wearing their mask? What would you do? I don't go do? give people lectures about something. Let them. Let them when they're in hell, they can think about it. Yeah, when good they're enough. Like, what are we doing here? They go, well, this is one of the things you did. But because they know good and goddamn well that it's for the. It's for. It's. it's do you think this they don't like care? World War II right now, man. Well, we do gotta you, all get together. There's only one war in Singapore. We can't have this idiot in the White House telling people to drink bleach and, you know, I mean. Wait a minute. Hold up a second. Shit. Wait. Trump said to drink bleach. What was it? He said shoot up bleach or something. I've seen it hey. a hundred times with loop on TV. Rob, you know that you know yep. that I, I I've been drinking bleach every day for the last week. Uh, because of Trump, and I feel no, a thousand percent no, better. No, and I've been on hydroxychloroquine no, for at least I, three I, weeks. I gave, I gave you some of the one I had. That was the extra strength. Yeah, yeah the hydroxychloroquine a, extra strength over the counter. Yeah, you just stab it in your ass and it goes right in. What do you got to say about that, old oh, Robbie? Uh, y'all, it's real hard to just hear what y'all just said. Oh. I, except I heard you say that you've been drinking bleach for like the last three days or something. It's but been, then after that, I. Because the problem, the, the connection is really bad. Well, oh, well, well that's thing, okay. Well, see, the thing is, I have to drink bleach because Joe Biden said if I don't vote Democratic, then I'm not my ethnicity. So then I have to wash off my ethnicity. Well, you're ethnicity. not black. You're not black. But I'm, but I'm Mexican. He's, yeah, well, so what? I but, mean, I don't care if people what they are. So I can be but, Mexican but, or vote uh, Republican? If that's what you want to do, I told you I've seen that since the sixties or seventies, and I was always surprised because I feel like I mean the Republicans don't want to do nothing for Hispanic people. Hey, Rob, let me ask you a question: If you saw twenty people running towards an exit, would you assume that there was something going on? 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, it would depend if it was in the middle of the movie or right. something. So, yeah, so, right, so, so if you see a bunch of Mexicans and blacks going to the Republican side, don't you think there's something going on? God damn it. Oh, great. come on, dude. That's so good. That's so good. Blacks going to the Republican Party. There is, bro. It's, no, no. That's, have, that's you know logic. What? I haven't talked one. That's logic one one. President, I haven't talked. You are the only two Hispanic guys I've talked to, and I've talked to no blacks. Let me ask you a question, Donald Rob. Trump. Have you ever seen a million dollars in person? No. Then can no. you truly well, know yeah, it exists? Yeah, yeah. Can you truly know it exists, well, bro? I've, I've seen it at the horse back in the sixties in Vegas. There, they had a horseshoe with a, a million dollars. These really large bills. That outside of the thing, of course, it was guarded, but it was behind heavy glass. Oh, I got a similar story to that. I was in Vegas not too long ago, and there was a horse fucking that I saw. It was was great. It was really great. That girl, man, she got fucked hard, dude. (laughs) Hey, we gotta go, Rob. I love you. We'll 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 see you next week on on emergency exit. But we love you, Rob. Have a good night. Love you, Rob. I respect you, Loser. When I saw you, because I was sitting here, I heard my phone ding, and I was like wondering what had happened to y'all tonight, and I figured it was the rain. But when I saw your text message, I called you, dude. Dude, we love that. See, this is why we can. This is why I know we can bridge the divide between us. Yes. Eventually, we will. I mean, I'd have called tonight if y'all had been on, but I, you know. You weren't on my TV, so I'm sorry. I'm next week, Perry Mason. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Brandon. Anyways, hey, that was my fault. Won't hey, happen again. We got to play the rest of these videos, and we got to get out of here. But thank you, Rob. Have a good night, bro. Love you, Rob. Bye. All right, yeah, I'll do. All right, so hey, um, dude, NBC and their mac- mask shaming. We have to watch this video of. Have, did you see this video? I thought it was great. This is great. I thought it was this amazing. This is great. This is this is America. This is America. Right there. We should have the Donald, uh, yeah. the, what's his so name? Are the people there Donald just Glover. not worried Glover. about it, Cal? Are they not worried about their own personal safety? I haven't met anybody who is. I met some folks actually from Lake Geneva who lived in the area. They were staying a few miles outside of town where I were. And they said they're worried about it. They're worried about that second spike. They're worried about folks coming in from Chicago. But they'll quickly add at the same time, this is a place that that relies on that business. I think people here want a little bit more funding when it comes to these programs so that they could stay closed. But again, I think people felt like the Supreme Court made the decision here in Wisconsin that it was time to open up. But you can see here, just around. Nobody's wearing them. Nobody's... uh, there you go, including the camera. Yeah. Okay. Look at him. <laughs> it's such a shame. Breaking news. Cal Perry. Cal, thank you very much. Oh, so it's very scary. She's like, this is very scary. It was funny. Very- so so uh, on Friday, I think it was Friday, my wife and I went to the Bat Bridge, and it was crowded. Really? And, and I was, and I didn't even want to go. It was just kind of like, oh, the, you know, there's people there. Let's go watch the bats. And so we went underneath the bridge, and I was, and Make I told sure her. that's turned down and not playing in the background. And I told her, isn't it weird that everybody's gathered together when you were supposed to be social distancing to see bats when the main cause of this was a bat. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's play this last video and we're out of here. You guys, um, this is a video and it should pop, pop up on the bottom there. And it's a Twitter thing. This is how far this is getting. This is like I was saying Gestapo. They're like, they're, they're yelling at people to get the freak out, dude. Watch this video.
you know, we got to think about what Brian was saying. Like, okay, let's think about her intent. Maybe she, like, she was a mother. She probably gave her mask to her daughter or mm-hmm. something, right? Because she's uninformed, right? Obviously, because she's not wearing a mask. Yep, she's like, a little girl. Yeah, and then what's going on here? They're all wearing masks and yelling, which makes the percentage higher for shit to come through your mask and into somebody else. It's like, you guys are both assholes. First that's thing, it. First thing I would have done is pulled out my fucking gun and said, what? Just like pull up your shirt yeah. and show them what? that you got a gun sitting there. Okay, shut the fuck up. Let me go shopping. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for watching. This has been another episode of Emergency Exit Podcast. Um, I can't see the world clock. I don't know when we're coming off here, but thanks again to Brian Govados. Yes. Dude, and you guys, you guys were great together. You guys should start your own podcast he together. He was great, right? man. He was a cool guy. I like him. I love the video that he did. I love someone like that who really cares about that kind of shit. Anyways, thank you again. So, for the holy Hispanic himself, for Brendan the Hardhat Mitchell, I'm Lo saying, that's me out.